Hi, and welcome to the Media Bubble Podcast. The podcast that talks about movies, anime, comics, video games, and whatever we feel like. I'm your host, Carol, and with me as always is my co-host, Fredrik. Scooby-dooby-doo. <laughs> Scooby-dooby-doo, yabba-dabba-doo. Yabba-dabba-doo. Today, today uh, we're today talking we'll... about the two, the two live-action Scooby-doo movies. Uh, we have heard that they have had their 20th anniversary, or uh, no, the first one has had. had. Uh, so exactly. We're kind of doing it with the same with that, but let's be honest, we would have done a video about these two films in the future anyway. I feel I feel like there's, they're classic enough and goofy enough that... Yeah, as you said, they were inevitable. We would have made made a made an episode on them like any day now. Yeah, I feel like these two are the best um, live action uh, films based on a cartoon because usually they are they are bad. But I I, th- I think the good thing with Scooby Doo is that you he Scooby Doo you can pre- is so campy in a way that you can that it's kind of easy to take him into live action form. But let's be honest, it could have failed too, so... Uh, uh, oh, I think we, we both know that any franchise and any idea can fail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, when, when I said that, I just remember that uh, Scoob Theatrical released Scooby-Doo movie that came out from two years ago, and I realized that, oh, they can make Scooby-Doo bad. <laughs> Exactly. Like, like Scooby-Doo yeah. is a weird, weird fran- franchise for, I- I- in a way, because I feel like it's a franchise that Warner Brothers can do wh- whatever they wa- wa- want with. Do you want Scooby-Doo in uh, v- VVE or uh, Scooby-Doo Lego and puppets? They can do everything with, with this guy, and he still makes money. I feel like, I mean... F- for, for starters, this franchise had a very long history. Uh, hence, they had to like innovate with lots of fresh ideas, which opened the door to like, yeah, let's just put Scooby Doo in everything. And uh, and uh, and that's kind of what I mean. They can, he's he's a franchise that you can do every everything with, and he still works for some reason. But. Uh, going back to the 2000 uh, Scooby-Doo and uh, the sequel to uh, 2004, Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters... Uh... Unleashed. Exactly. So, uh, uh, I guess we're going to start with the first live action film and... Uh, that would be good, yes. Yeah. Let's take them in order. Okay, so, what is the premise? Uh, the premise is uh, our Scooby-Doo gang... Uh, has broken up. Has broken up. Yeah, they have it broken feels up. Like, They've gone their separate uh, way. They don't want to see each other anymore. Just like you and I me mean, five years ago. Excuse me? <laughs> that isn't true. <laughs> I feel like I have some major mem- memory lapse if that ever happens. <laughs> don't you remember that time we split up, Carol, and then came back two years later on a mystical island? Oh my god. I mean, if only. Like, I have to give it to the movie. Spooky Island. I mean, the name? Love it. I would go to that place. If this was a real place, I would go there for a vacation. You know, uh, 
every roller coaster and thing like that, that's all CGI. Really? Yeah. That that uh, that doesn't exist here. Oh god damn it. I mean, I I knew like they wouldn't actually like create a functioning roller coaster for the movie, but I still felt like maybe they they filmed in a resort on an island. Well, um the hotel and uh, the haunted mansion i think they are build sets uh, but all the roller coasters you see in the background otherwise i think they are uh, added in um, but we're going off off on a tangent about this wonderful place that i i would like to visit um, i like going off a bit I mean, then let's continue so i just the whole place just the vibe immaculate punk skaters geeks just this spooky skeleton voodoo everything Te- feels teenage just holiday, so... ho- teenage uh, holiday vibe exactly and it all feels so campy and it all feels like a just like this touristy trap which it is mm. it also feels very it really 2002 is. i gotta say true yes <laughs> <laughs> from from the uh, music to the way they talk sometimes to uh, to uh, Velma and Daphne's uh, very um, uh, sh- um, period period accurate outfits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, also, I mean, just just the whole movie kind of screams the two thousands. For goodness' sake, the first uh, the first scene we see is the gang uh, fighting a, a clad criminal. In a Pamela Anderson doll factory. <laughs> did, did you see this uh, film as a kid? I think I did, but I don't. I did. I, I didn't remember remember a lot of details. Yeah, but, because that that was something I ne- never got uh, as a as a ki- kid uh, of um, who 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 is this w- w- woman that that comes in and is apparently a big deal. Pamela I Anderson. Mean... I have no idea. If you're a kid, you, you probably don't care for celebrities. And yeah, that's, yeah, but I, and I have no off. idea who she even was. But, I mean, not only we had Pamela Anderson as the cameo, which usually happens in the normal Scooby-Doo episodes, we also had Rowan Atkinson as uh, one, of the ma- one of the main bad guys. Yeah. Uh, which is always also surprised because I didn't remember, I don't, I don't associate Atkinson with Scooby-Doo. You forgot that he was in this film. Yes, before seeing it. Mm. Maybe we can go actually a little bit about the premise now when I think about it. Uh, the the first um, uh, scene that you see is kind of the classic um, Scooby-Doo formula where Fred and Velma has made a plan. Uh, the plan some way, or Daphne has gotten kidnapped. The plan in some way has gone screwed up so Shaggy and Scooby has to run away and somehow catch the villains on their own which they managed to do and uh, it's the old janitors who uh, is behind the ghost which is another trope mm. in Scooby-Doo movies it's usually like the janitor or, so, or like the oil baron and they want to like Oh. They have some schemes. Or actually, I'm I'm not exactly sure if he was the janitor, but I think he was something like that. I think he actually was the janitor. Oh. Um, 
Afterwards, the group splits, as you mentioned before, because uh, Fred is an attention hog and he he doesn't want to share like that this whole plan was his and Velma's idea. It was only his. Mm. When, when um, you think about it, Fred is probably the character that has the most personal change from the cartoons. Because Fred in the cartoons is so um, sim- simple-minded. He is a goofy himbo, but here he feel he feels like he is self-centered, mm. which is not a bad take because like th- this is not like an, a one-for-one recreation of the series. No, it, it has it, just it has like, some changes. Yeah, it gives it its own like kind of flavor. I feel like. Mm. So the gang splits up. Uh, uh, let's say they all quits. have their pro- uh, personal problems, and Def- Daphne. Uh, Daphne has, uh, she doesn't want to be uh, um, the woman in distress. Or the girl in distress. Exactly. And uh, Velma wants uh, to get attention for her actually work in the team. And Fred doesn't want, and Fred, what does he quit? Is it because like, oh, well, if you quit, then I quit too, I guess. Um... Well, yeah, I guess that, because everyone else quit, so I guess he also quit in that case. Um, and afterwards, two years pass, and we see two. Shaggy and Scooby-Doo uh, in, uh, in a smoking, in, in, a, in a van, which is a pot joke, uh, and they are invited to the spooky island, mm. which... I like that they that they actually pointed out like, hey, yeah, it has spooky in the name. What is the reason for them to even come to the dang place? Yeah, well, you 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 know, you're a teenager. You doing some wild sh- shit, Carol? No, I actually never did. I am. I was when no, I was I a kid. I was very us, vanilla. But I mean the thinking of it. I mean, I mean, if if we're talking about being a teenager, as I said. It's hard to me for it to imagine to do wild shit. I wish I could do, but yeah, I, I, don't I know. couldn't really do either. <laughs> the fa- the fact that I do- doesn't re- that I don't really like roller coaster roller coasters doesn't really help. <laughs> so if I invited you to the spooky island, <laughs> you wouldn't ride the skeleton coaster with me. No, I would probably just sit at the bar. <laughs> no, the dead man's top. What was it called? Uh, well, anyway, they arrive at this uh, spooky island after Scooby-Doo is dressed like a grandma. And yeah. uh, Shaggy meets a girl on the plane who uh, is uh, who another another pot yoke with uh, Mary Jane. Yeah, so I felt like, like <laughs> wow, this is the woman for you, Shaggy. He eat, she eats dog food just like you do it must be it, it was meant to be yeah that that's something that happens in like the two first minutes that they met she gets out the scooby snacks uh, and starts eating them so they arrive on the island and they meet the the owner of the place uh, which name i just forgot nevertheless he's played by uh, by ron atkinson and he and he tells us Let's see, I can look up his name. Um, let's see. 
Emil Mondavarius. Mondavarius. So Emil. Emil uh, introduces the problem to the to the people uh, to to the mystery gang. Yeah. Uh, namely, people who leave the island are weird. They're brainwashed. There's something wrong with them. Yeah, they are. And he needs the Scooby Doo gang to figure out what the problem is. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I remember when he explained it was like the the teenagers that leave this place. They're normal. They act, they act ma- mature. What's the problem with that? They weren't that when they arrived. I mean, yeah. The resolution is that they're 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 being controlled by skinwalkers. Mm. So that's a big deal. Yeah. But it's still funny in the context. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I guess we go straight to uh, uh, the night where. Um, Daphne has found some clues about an old castle. Yeah, I feel like... So, this is not a section where everybody splits, there is a bet on who is going to solve the mystery first. This thread, this thread is dropped very quickly in about like 10 minutes. But nevertheless, they all split and they look for information. Mm. And as you said, Daphne finds the info. And then she drags Scooby and Shaggy, Shaggy along to the castle. Because... Before they went to the island, Shaggy uh, Shaggy proposed that they all made up, and Daphne wasn't against it. Mm. It was only if Velma and Fred would be along with the team, but that didn't happen. So that makes sense why she brought them along. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, just actually, Velma... one, one thing that I thought about when watching this film, there's a lot of times where Scooby, Shaggy, and Daphne get separated from Fred and Velma. I feel like... In a, it, I, I, I want to actually brought, brought, bring it up because I don't feel like Velma or Fred do like have any like Fred or anything going on in the movie. Yeah, Fred especially. Um, Velma, I feel, has some something going on. She, she is the one that actually solves the way of the, the clue, how that works. But Fred, on the other hand, he's... Um, I guess he is like the cartoon when I think about it. He does nothing. Exactly. And like, because Scooby and Shaggy, they they kind of wanted to bring the team back together. Daphne has this whole thing about being damsel in distress. That's why she took like karate classes. And yeah, which, show that which she... was a deleted scene. Are you serious? Yeah, they had three uh, deleted scenes when they all were... Uh, were at the airport, what they had been doing in the two years. And Fred had had this scene of him being at a convention pro- promoting his book, but no one cared. Velma was at, <laughs> like a group tear, group therapy class. And Daphne had like karate lessons. I mean, I feel like if they showed that that nobody cared about Fred like leaving Mystery Inc., that would make me more sympathetic towards Fred. Mm. But here he's just a jerk. Like, oh, I'm here signing my book. Like, whatever, dude. Fred on Fred. Yeah, and who is the I bigger jerk? <laughs> because you said that Velma, she solved the mystery, but even that took like one scene. She sat at the bar mm. and she figured it out. Yeah. But it wasn't like even anything like dramatic reveal. It was just 
Well, she just sat down and read the thing. Actually, when I rewatched this film, I something that I discovered was this film to me is very fast paced. Like things move uh, kind of quickly from scene to scene, which uh, was a different kind of thing when I was a kid and watched this. Uh, I guess the, I I felt like things move, moved pretty f- f- quickly from scene to scene, and I I guess that's because um, you gotta kind of be in a one hour and twenty minutes time frame, which. Uh, I guess was the standard for uh, films that are kind of made more for children at the time. I mean, you have to keep in mind that if you're making a movie uh, about, like, it, it, kids are going to watch it, even though this movie was incredibly horny. Mm. And at times oh. I was really appalled about what, what was happening. Uh, actually, like, did you know that uh, James Gunn, the writer of this film, came came out a couple of years later and said, yeah, we were kind of making that an R-rated film. Yeah, and it definitely has those vibes. Yeah, you can but see then... the R-ratedness in this. And the thing is, I'm surprised that Warner Brothers allowed them to make an R-rated Scooby-Doo film of everything. And then later on in the process, they were like, Oh, we have gotten our mind minds back. We can't make this an R-rated film because it, it, it's... a it's a character for for children. Yeah, like, I wouldn't care. I would still see the movie. Mm. Because, like, even now that you told me, like, even the setup works. It's a spooky island where everybody parties and gets drunk. Like, characters almost died a few times in the mm. spooky castle scene. There's a lot of, like, weird comments, like, uh, like, oh, I, I, like, what? No, Velma, I would... I'm I'm a man of taste. I I also dig the nerdy chicks like you. They also turn me on. <laughs> and I was just like, it's funny, but what are you saying? That's not how real people talk. <laughs> one, one thing that I always have been a little bit on the fence about is uh, I feel like parents are, are, are always overreacting when they, it comes to sex yo- jokes in kids' film because... The, ki- the kids, for the first, wouldn't understand them. And the second thing, wh- what what does it matter if they understand or not? Like, uh, I, I, f- I feel like he- kids know about the, uh, uh, that uh, w- women and men are, like, uh, attracted to each other. I feel like... You should, I mean, parents should, but now we are reopening a different can of worms because I feel like, I, I agree with you because, yes, like, I'm kids are probably wondering about the birds and the bees. I don't think it's okay if you show them, like, explicit, overly, like, like sex scenes. No, I don't, but... I'm not meaning show them, I, actually, I, did, I watched that as a kid when I think about it. I did as well! <laughs> and, I mean... Whenever you're gonna like it or not, mm. like unless you keep like a microscopic, uh, like attention to your child, you're not gonna be able to please everything they see, especially in the today's age. Mm. But but I, I just mean that I don't. It, it's not like it's going to sh- change the kid. Um, like oh, I watched this uh, sex sex scene. Now my childhood is ruined. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, anyway, let's get back to uh, the plot. You don't want to know what kind of books I read when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, you can explain it, Carol. Oh, okay. I uh, know. Um, so uh, after the after they all meet up at the castle, uh, they figure out there there's a studio hiding in the castle. Yeah, they, they split like a... up also. Yeah, so, uh, so there's like a chase scene, Daphne almost dies, and she says, no, I'm not a damsel in distress, I'm not a damsel in distress, she's a damsel in distress. Like, I hate how this movie just undermines Daphne so much. Mm. I, I, because in the original cartoon, I don't even think that it, she got kidnapped that often. Like, if I remember, uh, there, there was, I think there was some YouTuber that pointed out that, that I think Velma got kidnapped more than Daphne in the original cartoon. But even, I mean, but but even then, like, this could be, like, a legitimate fear for her. And I liked it, like, oh, she's struggling with the status of this of this damsel. But then the movie just hammers on that point until her final fight with the wrestler. Mm. Uh, let's see, Shaggy and Scooby also separate, and Velma and Fred is one group. Um, Shaggy and Scooby... They don't really get a lot to do. Okay, they get some jokes to do, uh, but uh, they don't really find any clues. Fred and Velma, on the other hand, finds a kind of uh, film studio. Exactly, and they suspect that people who leave the island are being brainwashed into being proper citizens. Mm. So they then uh, go to the owner, to Emil, and explain the situation. Uh, uh, no, no, let, let's just... Uh, Daphne also finds a kind of triangle clue, which is going to be an important uh, uh, thing for uh, the case later on. It's the MacGuffin, basically. Yeah. Uh, actually, I like the scene a lot in a way that, sure, they were all split up, but it didn't feel like... I mean, everybody did something. It doesn't. It didn't feel like... Fred just found the goddamn castle and then he's now, he's just here. No, like, everyone actually was doing stuff. Mm. Um, nevertheless, they go to the, uh, to Emil, they explain the situation and they begin, and then they continue the, the investigation. Um, and then, I don't think if I remember this correctly, um, then they, uh, and this I is where the like flashback a... scene happens. Which flashback scene? What? This is where they, uh, Velma kind of has a flashback of the g good old times and uh, oh, the, fr the, the gang has so much fun together in this car and then Scrappy-Doo shows up for some reason. Oh yeah, okay, now I m remember. And, and Scrappy-Doo I mean... is apparently a horrible uh, ca character and they throw him off the van. I mean, and, it... and, and while seeing it you're kind of wondering... Well, that was random. I mean, well, I guess at this point, like everybody was wondering, where is Scrappy Doo? Like he, he, he. No one was wrong. Like no one not, was wondering that. There was a lot of TV shows where Scrappy wasn't a part of the gang. <laughs> but nevertheless, like, I feel like, th th I mean, this was only the way for him to establish, like, to foreshadow the main bad guy. Yeah, even... I'm going to talk a little bit later on, on that when we come to that plot point. So we have a flashback, and then we go to... 
uh, to the night. Do, do you want uh, to know the... that there was also a deleted scene here where um, Velma gets on the piano and starts singing I want you baby while uh, pointing at the Daphne. Holy shit, like this would have been so much better. <laughs> I, I told you that it was uh, once upon a time already dead. And, like, and, like and, and even if, it must, if, if it's not already, the stuff that is in here is... <laughs> yeah. Uh, nevertheless, we are at the party and the monsters are breaking in. Everybody yeah, the monsters. Well, we, we might uh, explain that the main gimmick with this uh, film wh- when it ca- came out was that it was going to have real monsters, real alien kind of monsters team. I mean, uh, did you, do you, I mean, there were body snatchers, sure. (laughs) Well, what did they even look like? Some kind of weird purple rabbit? They were gremlins. They were just big gremlins. Well, they, uh, the monsters comes in and attack and they managed to uh, get Fred and Velma. Exactly. They they sleep two of the main characters. Mm. Which is kind of what I meant with the, that Fred and Velma get separated from Daphne, Shaggy and Scooby a lot because they are the three remaining members of the team that actually escapes. Which is funny because that's what... The, because we didn't really need Velma and Fred. They didn't do much in the movie anyway. Mm. <laughs> so we just focus on Daphne and Scooby instead. Yeah. Um... Okay, so they are being yoinked, and now they're running around, screaming, there's like windows breaking, chaos ensuing, people being raptured by the gremlins, and uh, Mary Jane calls up the the, uh, the Coast Guard. Exactly, so they can, so they can get help. Mm, which g- um, gives one of the most uh, creepiest smiles you will ever see. I mean, you get that they are also being like... Yeah. Worn. They're, they're also been transmogrified. Uh, and then they sleep on the beach, which I don't understand. Yeah, like that, that's have... kind of a weird thing. It's just cuts to them sleeping on the beach. Yeah, there's like a lot of weird unexplained stuff. Like if there's monster roaming around, like, oh, meet us at the pier. Fine. But if there's monsters around, you can't just like sleep on the beach and expect to be safe. Yeah. And then uh, everyone is kind of acting... No, normal and pottering, pottery, pottying around the, the town. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of normal again, which is weird for the Shaggy, Daphne and Scooby and Mary Jane. But even that scene doesn't last long. It's just mm. like they walk up to Fred, and then they are being jumped by the by the by the punk rock twenty twenty thousands mm. boy band. There's, and... an, there's another deleted scene here, actually, where uh, Daphne finds Velma and she's dancing with just a bikini top and uh, she's kind of wondering, uh, what's going on? They were really setting up Velma and Daphne together, huh? <laughs> yes, uh, uh, James Gunn kind of say, said, I'm not sure about Daphne, but Velma and uh, Daphne was going to be in a lesbian relationship. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't probably handle. It would, pr- if 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 their R-rated version came through, I bet it would have been gross. Like yeah, it wouldn't yeah, be but like. I kind of feel like he over overdid some 
some stuff, uh, to be honest. It's like he's trying to make this cartoon for children a bit too much, Edgy. to be honest. It's kind of... It, it, it almost, like, takes away from what Scooby-Doo is. I mean, it's, it's def- it's, we're coming back to the topic of 2000s because it's, like, this gross... This, this glo- gross, weird-out humor. I mean, for goodness sake, we have, like, fart jokes and, and, and burp jokes. Yeah, if we're being honest, I feel like uh, sex jokes in kids' movies were kind of normal in 2000s, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, right now... If you even dare to to make some jokes like that, uh, I don't like. Their parents are way more on the lookout for that. And it feels like. Yeah, and look at us, Carol. We turned out alright. I mean, <laughs> did we? Of course we did. <laughs> I mean, I mean, going back to the topic of of of, of sexy stuff in media and not for kids. When I was a kid, this is a little bit of a uh, like a confession. Do mm. you know of the series Egyptian Sinue? No. So basically, a to- it's 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 like an Egyptian set uh, fiction where there's a eunuch and he's in love with the princess, but he's also like on uh, polit- political drama slash very gross, def- not gross, mm. but yeah, there's assault. And graphic sex, and I read that when I was 10. Mm. Can, can I just uh, explain that? <laughs> well, if I'm going to be honest here, um, De- Daphne uh, Sarah Mitchell Jenner <laughs> uh, might have been one of my earliest uh, crushes, to be honest. Wait, the actor who played uh, Daphne? Yeah, the, 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 especially the way she looks in this film. Might have been the one of my earliest um, awakenings, if you can call it that. <laughs> so that's your type, huh? <laughs> well, anyway, purple. let's move on. Um, let's see. Shaggy and Scooby runs away from Fred, which uh, Fred is kind of partying. Wait, wasn't that supposed to be the opposite? The monsters that left the islands were uh, like strict. While now they're... Hmm. Exactly. That's the weird part. But, I mean, in-universe, if we wanted to explain that, we could argue that the monsters, having now this freedom to be in the material world, they party it out. And before they leave, they turn into, like, these normal citizens. Yeah, why am I trying to make sense in a Scooby-Doo movie? This movie doesn't deserve that. Don't 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 overthink stuff. <laughs> mm. So um, Shaggy and Scooby r- runs away. Uh, um, Daphne gets kidnapped, uh, and uh, and she's not a damsel in distress. Mm. <sighs> uh, and uh, they get their souls taken from their bodies, and while their souls souls are gone, monsters um, uh, use. Or gets into the brothers and use them as a kind of sun protectors skin. <laughs> it's like a sunsuit. They're like they're like mm. gorgoyles, but they can jump into your body to not be burned. Mm. They're they're uh, like they're like vam- vampires in some ways. They don't they they can't take sun. Um, and then we have a scene with Shaggy and Mary Jane because Scooby Doo see, sees that Mary Jane is in fact one of the bad guys. 
and Shaggy being so enarmored with this girl, he forgets about his goddamn best friend in the entire world and says like, no, this is, I, I don't have it word for word. It's like, dude, this is your talking dog, your best friend for life. Why don't you trust him about this girl? Like, why did, 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 did... Yeah, you gotta trust a talking dog. Like bros before hoes, come on! <laughs> yeah, especially when he has been your friend for like uh, 15 years and this you have known this girl for like two days. Exactly! Like, what the hell, Shaggy? That's so uncool! Uh, but uh, then they jump into the cavern and find the... Uh... The soul collector, the soul cistern, where yeah, everybody's we, we souls might, uh, inside. We as well say that Shaggy and Scooby also get separated. Not for long. Uh, so, Wait, uh, for long? So Shaggy uh, frees uh, the souls of his friends and uh, uh, Fred uh, and Daphne gets into the wrong bodies, you can say. And here we go with the more gross joke. Like, Ooh, I have boobs. Oh, I can look myself down. Oh, I can Come look on. at myself naked. Uh. Yeah, and uh, Velma is also dressed kind of um, sexy now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, after she was turned into into one of those bad guys, like her her haircut changed and her uh, outfits changed. Yeah, <laughs> and so some some of the. One of the funniest scenes for me in this fi film comes up where Shaggy finds the three of them and they constantly are, are switching bodies and we get a line from sh when Shaggy is in Daphne's body like da Oh Daph, do don't you ever eat? Which I, which I heard is kind of a thing of uh, uh, explaining that uh, Daphne has, a pro uh, has an eating disorder. I mean, she could also be on a diet. Um, yeah, it, it, it can, and also Shaggy eats probably a lot too. Yeah, so for Shaggy, him being like it—it's—it's. It, it's, I mean, now that you pointed out, it's a little bit clever because like he eats a lot, so of course in Daphne's body he would be really hungry. And uh, like uh, uh, Fred, Velma is in Fred's body at one point in. I guess this is kind of a reminder how the different uh, characters kind of uh, uh, act in, so, in some way because Fred is uh, suddenly um, much more active with his hand. Uh, I, I thought that it was that the joke dragged for, on, for way too long. Yeah, I kind of liked it. Well, anyway, um... Uh, the, the four of them team up again and now we're going to be like the, Sco the mystery ink gang is back and we're going to save Scooby-Doo so they make this uh, plan in a cave of uh, them separating the, the monsters from the bodies and uh, uh, having a disco ball come in and reflecting sunlight on them uh, yeah, oh, yeah, we forgot to mention the whole big evil plan, what it's about. So, basically, the main bad guy, the Emil, who it turns out to be, he persuaded Scooby-Doo to be a sacrifice so that he can charge up with the power of the gathered souls and begin the Darkopolis to destroy all of humanity for, for 10,000 years. This was a really weird plot, even for Scooby-Doo, when I think about it. Yeah. It was. 
it's it is. Mm. <laughs> it feels a little bit more grandiose than than some of the other adventures they get into. Like these uh, creatures are supposed to be kind of like a, some alien uh, monsters kind of thing that are ang- angry uh, that they're building a roller coaster theme park on their island. <laughs> yeah, that was also dropped like that. Oh, the, the, you, you that these people destroy this island to build a theme park. That was like a sentence and then it didn't go anywhere. Mm. Also, can I also complain? The wood guy that that pointed to Daphne to to the castle. Mm. Like he was just there for exposition. Yeah, he's the only character that actually didn't really do a lot. He wasn't no, he a just... bad guy in the movie and he was he was kind of just there. He was just there. He told like, "Oh yeah, you should go to the spooky castle because it's spooky." Well, then... I guess you got to have some uh, people that are uh, that you suspect but actually aren't the villains. But did you suspect the would guy? Who did you suspect? I mean, even then, everyone that they rambled up, there was no mystery because it's like... Carol, I saw this film for the first time when I was like five years old. I don't remember who I suspected. I didn't suspect anyone, <laughs> honestly. I kind I, of just enjoyed it, the ride. Yeah, like I didn't feel like it had enough, had enough clues for you to try to piece out because as you said, the action was so fast that you just... Well, like if you're going to be to quite honest, the, the bad guy that they went with, I kind of felt was so random. It was, I think it was more for a joke. Okay, well, um, I guess we can get, get into that, that now because um, uh, in, in the plot at this point, Scooby is supposed to be sacrificed for, uh, let's say, um, uh, uh, to get his uh, soul, so because he has a pure soul, apparently, and uh, um, Mandavarius uh, is uh, revealed to be a robot, and uh, the robot, uh, the or the one that is controlling the robot is uh, Scrappy Dappy Doo, which is a decision that I have always hated that they made him the main villain of this movie. Uh, let's see. At the same time, Daphne is uh, fighting uh, um, Luchador on uh, the top of the building because she is kind of trying to get the, the disco. No, uh, and yes, and, yeah, she's, she's trying kind to of get to lights work. into the cavern. Mm. Um, S- but uh, anyway, uh, Scrappy gets all these souls. Um, into his body so he's kind of transformed into a big demon dog i guess yeah so he's transformed into one of those gargoyles mixed with him mm. uh, at the same time as you said daphne is trying to shine the light on the big disco skull so that everyone as the jump as the souls jump into their bodies the demon will be expelled and they will all burn uh, and even then it's like reminded oh what now feels like you're the damsel in distress just like uh... yeah but in some way her 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 story arc actually comes to an end fred and velma's story arc when does that ever get pointed out again when does that even start what arc did fred have Mm. like did he's an asshole that broke up the group yeah like 
Like, he just, oh, you know what? Valma, you can take the stage. But they never talked about it in the movie. Mm. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Velma, had the, Velma had, like, this boy toy hanging around on the island. But even then, they shared maybe one scene. Yeah, he was... Yeah, I got... I, like, of all the characters in this movie, he was, like, the, the one that was the least mem memorable. I mean, il even Mel Melvin Du was more memorable. And he came up in two scenes. And I think, like... That boy toy was the blueprint for the love interest, which they did again in in the sequel. But I feel like they wanted to flesh it out a little bit more, mm. at least. Well, um, uh, they managed to uh, save the day, I guess. The Daphne Beast, the Luchador, and uh, uh, Shaggy managed to drag the souls out of uh, Scrappy's uh, body, and the day is saved, I guess. And yeah. uh, and Scrappy gets arrested on a on a helicopter, and he gets put into jail. We feel like. Mm. So yeah, and then jump... the gang is back together. It, everything gets solved. Shaggy gets a girlfriend, and uh, uh, they end end the movie with a scene where uh, uh, Shaggy and Scooby is eating uh, uh, hot chili peppers together. Can I just say before we go to the, to the to the sequel, I have some points. I mean, yeah, I, I also some... want to. I also have some points that I want to uh, talk because about it, before. Because we're on thirty minutes and we have the second movie too to go through. Yeah, but I don't care. I want... still want to talk about this one. All right then. Then take the lead. Uh, let's see. Some some things that I that I like about this film. I like the look of of the film. I feel like all the actors play a good role and look the parts, uh, except for maybe Freddie Prince Jr. He looks a little bit out of place, but uh, Matthew Lillard as Shaggy is like the perfect casting. Um, I think everyone associates him with Shaggy. Yeah, he, like he, he became the, the voice Shaggy. of Shaggy in the cartoons later on. Yeah, he he is Shaggy. They, she is, he is the Shagmaster. Yeah, he is the... He's like everything shaggy. Uh, uh, like uh, also uh, about the, the more adult uh, jokes about this film. It's kind of fun to look back on in some way because you, uh, you kind of notice stuff that you didn't really notice as a kid. Like the film starts kind of with, with the line where Daphne is getting kidnapped by this ghost of uh, Help Fred, he's touching my... Ah! So so the film is kind of full with jokes like that, which, to be honest, I felt was quite quite fun in some way. But it, it even did? if there are jokes like that, I I still feel like I watched this as as a kid. I enjoyed it a a lot, and I feel like this really is fun for kids. Like I had a great time. But the one thing that I absolutely does not like about this film is scrappy do as the villain of the film like there like his character in the cartoons he's nothing like in this in like that in this film like i know that he was a like a lot of adults hated him um or uh, uh, like he was a hated character on the cartoons but that doesn't mean because i i i liked 
him in the cartoons and I feel like there are all people that exist that actually like Scrappy-Doo and to, to just make him him suddenly go completely out of character and oh now I'm going to um, be the villain of this uh, movie and you're going to hate me and I'm going to be absolutely nothing like I was in the cartoon. Like, I, I hate Scrappy-Doo uh, as the, the villain of this film, and apparently they made a preview about, because they weren't sure wh- who the villain of this film was going to be, and apparently they discovered that people didn't really understand why Scrappy was the villain of the f- film, even if he was a hater character, but I guess they still, I guess they, they, they still made him to the bad guy for some reason. I mean... As we have explained and in the, in the, as we have talked about in, in the beginning, this they, they these aren't this isn't like a faithful adaptation because it was never meant to be. It was supposed to be an R-rated comedy with Scooby-Doo. Yeah, I so know, but I still hate they the decision. Him. Like that, that's the only part I don't like about this film. <laughs> so, oh, what, what yeah. did you want to point out, Carol? I just wanted to ask you. You said it's okay. I mean, it it is. A, you, there's only so much you can get angry at, like because it's 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 two thousands. Yeah, I, so, I still really like the I like the film. Uh, what I wanted to point out is that I like the setting. I like the hotel. I like the island. I like the caves. I liked every single place that they showed because this is somewhere I would like really love to go and see. Mm. Just this, just this old touristy trap, weird voodoo skeleton place. I love it. Mm. Um, I uh, some of the jokes landed. It was great, and I and I laughed. Mm. Do you want? Uh, do you want to know a weird thing about my fa- my family? Is that there's there's one line, which they always rem- remember from this uh, film and kind of brings up from time to di- time, and that is when. Scooby is uh, supposed to find a hamburger, and he says, and instead of saying hamburger, he says ramburger or something like ramburger. that. Ramburger. That that's kind of always a line that has stuck with my family for some reason. I didn't know you were such a Scooby stan. Oh, uh, you you know how much of a fan I am of Scooby Doo. I had it in my top ten franchises, if you remember that, Carol. Oh, you were. Sorry. <laughs> I, like I, I, I first saw this film in like 2003 or something like that. I like the, this film is um, really, really old for me. I guess you can say. Um, okay, so if I if I want if I can, I'd like to go to the bad. Okay, and go to the bad, Carol. I dislike that Fred didn't have any arc. Yeah. He he was there. He what what was what was his story? Nobody knows. He just enjoyed a summer vacation. Mm. How Daphne was always undermined again and again that she was a damsel in distress or she, or she was touched or people like commented that she didn't eat or like it's so. Because mm. I really like Daphne. <laughs> mm. And the ending. It had no build up. Like, as you said, the the villain, whoopsie-doo, it was Scrabby-doo. Everyone was the villain. Yeah. But then it was only him the villain, and it's like, 
we had no build up, no clues. We had a flashback scene with Scrappy Doo. That's it. Mm. But yeah, what was the point? What was the point? What 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 was the story about? It was the story about the mystery gang going back together. But in yeah. that case, they didn't they didn't really fix anything that made them break up in the first place. No. Um, in some ways, yeah, well, Fred kind of gives uh, Velma the credit, I guess, in the end scene. But there was no really build build up to that, I guess. Mm. Well, uh, if we're going to move on maybe to the sequel at some point, Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed, which, uh, if, if I'm being honest, when I was a kid, this was the movie that I liked more of the two of them. Uh, like like I said, Scrappy-Doo as the villain had a bad taste for me even as a kid, so I, usually I told myself that I liked this one more. I... I agree, because I feel like it wasn't as explicit that this would have been an R-rated movie. They just mm. focused more, actually, like, on the jokes, and there was a little bit of mystery to the mystery. Like, uh, th- it this... kept me guessing a little bit. Yeah, th- this feels more like a trad- traditional mystery, uh, to be honest. Like, the first one was a kind of a breakup and getting together movie. This one kind of has more of the mystery itself, uh, I yeah. guess. Because the mystery is who stole like the, the the mystery gang has solved so many crimes that they that they accumulated all the costumes and made a exhibit in a museum. These yeah. costumes are stolen and being reanimated as true real monsters. And also the the mystery gang is also being slandered on live news. What the hell is happening? So that that that's the kind of the premise of it. Mm. They're in this town called Coolsville, which I guess is the town where they grew up and solved all these cases in the cartoon, I guess. That's kind of what yeah. they are trying to make of it. Would you believe that Fred Willey said that Coolsville sucks? How could he? Yeah. Of, co- of course I can believe it. I saw it on the news, Carol. Exactly. Like, that, like, that, like, that the, like the guy that has... Uh, has seemed all, all the, so, seemed so nice in all these years. Suddenly, say says something bad. Uh, of course, I believe believe it. Um, but I feel like this movie, like as you said, the first one was a, like a breakup movie. This was like solve a mystery, but it also kind of had the vibes of them being so big that they forgot their roots. Mm. It, it's it's also kind of a nostalgic movies before I guess nostalgic movies was a thing because a lot of all the old monsters that they uh, was in like the some of their older cartoon shows shows up like the first one that we see is the oh my uh, the aerodactyl ghost which is. Uh, Looking uh, really terrifying because he's like a real life dinosaur. But can you can we appreciate that they actually like they, because they, this could just be an exposition dump? But they actually like make the suit and film the scene where the pterodactyl is robbing the bank. It was so cool. Mm. It like, was. Definitely... We also get introduced to this uh, new villain. What the heck was he even called? Uh... I don't think he even wrote his name. Yeah, he, to be honest, he wasn't really that memorable. Like, 
I feel, I feel like the more fun stuff was seeing the old villains from the cartoons. He was kind of just uh, there as a main bad guy, I guess you can say. Um, let's see. I so, can't find his name, actually. But Mr. Clad in Black, we can call him that for now. Uh, okay. There is a gala opening the new museum with all the suits on display, and he breaks in with a pterodactyl suit. No, pterodactyl suit is already exchanged at the museum. It breaks yeah. out, causes havoc, and everything is filmed by the by the by the by the news lady. Uh, and it's and he says like, "Oh, with I'm gonna dem- I'm gonna unmask you for you who you really are, the Scooby Gang. Mark my words, har yeah. har 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 har." He seems to really have uh, something against the Scooby Gang for some reason. Yeah, and we don't know why. Um, so after all is done, the the sco- the, the mystery gang is uh, is bombarded with questions like, "What the hell happened? Why aren't like, what's your clues?" Yeah, why didn't uh, you solve the case? Like, if I'm being honest, that's kind of a weird uh, thing. It, of, it is yeah, because in the original cartoons, usually they don't solve the case the first time they meet the ghosts. So it's kind of weird that they get, are getting suddenly criticized because, oh, you didn't solve the ca- case uh, uh, at the first moment you saw the bad guy. I feel like maybe in this universe, because I don't think, uh, maybe in this time in the movie, people are just so expectant of them, like they will solve any crime right now. Mm. That's why yeah, they're they, asking they, they, they had a, In the beginning scene where they get out of this limousine kind of car, the, it's uh, seen that they have a lot of f- different fans. Like, yeah, everyone uh, has fans. Sh- Shaggy he has his sco- stoner people. Uh, Scooby has uh, a lot of different dogs. Velma has lookalikes for some reason. And uh, Daphne and, has... Um, and Daphne has creepy fans, as yeah. always. <laughs> that tattoo choose her uh, picture on their body. Well, anyway, uh, yeah. If com- if we said that Shaggy and Scooby didn't really have an arc in the first film, this film is kind of trying to give them an arc because they are kind of trying to discover uh, their place on this team and uh, trying to be real detectives, I guess. Yeah, they 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 want to help as much as the other team members, and I like that. Like they promised to themselves that. We are gonna change ourselves and we're gonna try to be more brave. And it kind of like actually like propels the story forward. Mm. Because because of their contributions, like this, like um, as we know, as we as they begin searching for clues, they go to the, this old mansion that is tied to one of the people that have been tied to the suits that have been stolen from the from the museum. Yeah, the original, the first case they ever did, the Black Knight ghost. Exactly, and he has all this memorabilia. Uh, so, because of Shaggy and Scooby, they find the address to this local bar where the owner frequents. Yeah, so, can, like, can, can we just also mention that while they're in this house, they also meet uh, the Black Knight ghost. Uh, because yes. he has turned uh, to, turned the suit into a real mo- monster. And I, I, I kind of li- like the... For 2004, I, I really liked the design of the Black Knight Ghost. He felt, uh, his, he felt like, uh, he felt delightfully goofy. And, 
he had uh, some green ooze came in a, came, coming out of him and uh, I don't know he um, he felt like an, a knight but still scary in some way no, not, that, uh, uh, not that you will get scared of him but uh, yeah but you know you said you say this thing about knight I say the same thing about the whole the whole mansion like mm. it was just delightfully like creepy green very light like purple it really, carpets it, it really green felt walls. like scooby-doo yeah it really felt like it and again this feels like a place i'd really want to visit mm. so uh scooby-doo also finds uh, some uh, clues and something that i went over my head as a kid because uh, it took a while for me to learn english is that uh, when apparently uh, scooby is uh, finding useless clues he he stumbles upon uh, different things like uh, s- secret documents here or something li- like that all the time yeah but, secret diary but I, I guess Scooby is kind of like me it got over his head too <laughs> can we also mention Daphne's badass moments like they finally let the actor like do some freaking stunts yeah she she is like she <laughs> She is like Buffy the Vampire, so why why yeah. wouldn't you want to make her uh, do some uh, stuff? Yeah, yeah, like you literally got the actress who played Buffy the Vampire. She's used to stunts and to fights, so I'm really glad that you like actually let her have a weapon and have mm. a bout with the knight. Actually, actually, do you know that the the actor that plays Fred and the actor that plays Daphne are married in real life? Yes, I know. Mm. Uh, but did you know, I don't think if you played, uh, did you play Dragon Age Inquisition? Uh, no. Ugh, but for our listeners, uh, but uh, for our listeners, so Fred also voices one of the main love interests in Dragon Age Inquisition. He voices the Iron Bull, which is like this, this honky mountain of a man, which I just find so fun. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, Actually, one thing that I want to ask you about, uh, because we are kind of getting into um, seeing a lot of different of the monsters. Um, as a kid, did you recognize, recognize a lot of them? Because for me, it was like the Aerodactyl ghost and the 10,000 lightning ghost, or what he is called in English. I think when I was a kid, I recognized the 10,000 volt ghosts. Yeah, the 10,000 otherwise... volt ghost for me too. But and others. Was... Oh wait! I recognize also the the mariner, the 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 diving suit. Did you? The, I I didn't do do that because that was an episode that didn't really air. Like one thing that I discovered in the future uh, uh, was that the Scooby Doo show here in Sweden. They, they like left off some episode of season 3 and there there actually was some of the monster that was in this film that was in those episodes so yeah I think Scooby-Doo is probably bigger in Sweden than it is in Poland but it's still like strong everywhere I feel like mm. as we mentioned before it's a, it's a big brand and you can do a lot of stuff with it so a lot of people had exposure to it Mm, um, 
but we are at the creepy mansion looking for clues and uh, and we just had a fight with the black knight yeah i guess we can move on to the next thing now yeah so what happens after is uh scooby-doo and shaggy are going to the unmasked ghost no the masked ghost and uh, daphne this is kind of a club for villains just i mean on that note like how many people had they put in jail so that they had to make a whole club for villains that they demasked? Well, if we're going through all the different cartoon incarnations from all of the all of, of the years as uh, crime solving, then yeah, it probably has to be a lot in that case. I mean, uh, yeah, actually, like now that I think about, it, they had enough costumes to 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 make a museum exhibit. So. Hmm. Kind of true. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, Shaggy and Scooby gets clubbing, and uh, for some reason, people do- doesn't see through Scooby's disguise. Kind of that cartoon logic there, I guess. Oh, they do a dance number. Yeah, and it's only when Scooby loses his uh, um, his uh, hair. His perfect disguise as yeah, a dog. Yeah, uh, it's only then that people discover him. Um, but uh, I guess Shaggy and Scooby later on follows uh, uh, the black no- ghost um, person. What, 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 what was his name? Uh, we are so bad with names. Jeremy v- Wickles. Yeah, that feels correct. I believe you. Oh, okay. Thank you, Carol. Uh, <laughs> well, at you the same time, uh, Velma is, uh, I guess, trying to get some confidence to go on a date with uh, Seth Green. Yeah, so they're in the in their Scooby Pad, the Mystery Inc. headquarters. And can I say how this whole place looks so dang cool? Yeah, you can say that, Carol. Like it's just so delightfully retro, futuristic. They have like a like a conversation pit in the middle of the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, their kitchen is this like old 60s, 70s vibe. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they also uh, also Daphne helps out Velma, which I really enjoyed because they're they're they're, they're like talking. Like Daphne also supports her friend, and puts her in like a skin. Like like a leather bodysuit, <laughs> mm. and when Velma gets into the car, I, I I almost forgot what kind of movie it was. <laughs> like like I remembered. Oh, this is a sequel to the to the to the Spooky Island. Yeah, you gotta remember. This is Jim's gun. Yeah. <laughs> still not as sexy as the first movie. Still, still kind of horny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I gotta say that it it the, the, it has really turned down a lot for this film. <laughs> Can I also mention Daphne because she was walking around in this scene with a with a purple T-shirt with her own face and written Daphne. Underneath. Yeah, I, I remember that part too. <laughs> <laughs> what a queen! <laughs> Yeah, so um, I guess Fred has nothing to do in this film either. So uh, yeah, I guess like, let's what, move on. Like what? Like he only talks like. <laughs> oh 
my god, like, he only talked with the reporter, and he's like, oh, Coolsville doesn't suck, you can always count on us, and that takes, that gets taken out of context, and that's all he does. Yeah, he, he fights the Black no uh, Black Knight ghost later on, but, uh, yeah, that's, he doesn't really do a lot in this film either. Yeah, like, I've actually mentioned because he's like, Oh, you want to talk about... It comes later in the movie, but Fred says something like... Uh, well, uh, Daphne asks him, you want to talk about it? And Fred's like, no, talking Boys is for talk. losers. Yeah, men doesn't talk about their feelings. Oh, god damn it. It's like... like where, where did that even come from, to be honest? Fred, please have an arc, have something, have a storyline. Well, anyway, so um, Shaggy and Scooby gets into this old cave mine thing and uh, Fred Wellman and Daphne later on uh, like uh, follows them but Shaggy and Scooby has their own kind of thing going and they find some different uh, drinking uh, options that they I guess are trying and are transformed into uh, different kind of creatures like uh, Shaggy gets uh, buff and he also gets turned into uh, uh, a woman into at a, one point. Into a hot chick. <laughs> mm. uh, like, that's kind of like the James Gunn there again, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> Scooby uh, gets transformed into uh, some kind of weird uh, uh, octopus creature, I guess you can call it. And uh, a Professor Scoob, I guess. I wanted to ask a dumb question, but I don't know if I should stop myself. Oh, I, I, I ask it, Caroline. I can cut it out if it isn't good. From zero to ten, <laughs> Shaggy with boobs, smash your pants. Pass. Like he, he, <laughs> he, his his face doesn't match the body. I know, I know. It's too sad that you don't appreciate your stoner girlfriend. <laughs> Well, anyway, Shaggy and Scooby is uh, playing around a little bit and uh, by mistake they are creating four more monsters, which... Yeah, uh, which, which again, they move the plot along. Like, they, it was kind of their mistake, which is fun. It Like, stuff doesn't happen around them, stuff happens because of them. Mm. Uh, so, um, well, if I can remember this game, it's the four... Minor 49er, um, the Tar Ghost, um, Captain Cutler's Ghost, and some uh, some zombie from their their cartoon. Yeah, that's like a really old one as well. Mm. Um, what happens later? I don't actually remember. Well, they are running away. Um, they uh, they escape. Velma, Daphne, and uh, Fred get chased by the. 10,000 volt ghost and uh, while Shaggy and Scooby gets this uh, scene where they're riding trash, trash counts down a mountain where um, the skeleton ghosts are chasing them and there's this really cool shot where uh, Scooby um, w when he's jumping off the mountain and you kind of see the moon in the background. Yeah, I think I remember and afterwards because uh, the big main guy become, starts terrorizing the town and he asks for the mystery ink. They go back to their own base, back to the roots. Yeah, that, that, 
that was kind of, I, I felt like that should have been mentioned somewhere before in the film that they had an old kind of uh, camp to be honest yeah it felt a little bit out of the blue but it still set up a nice moment later on mm. <laughs> one thing that I found a, a, bi a bit funny was that uh, if Fred, Velma and Daphne kind of has their scene inside the clubhouse and Shaggy and Scooby are still outside and they're kind of saying oh they have their musical pump up moment in there and we aren't a part of it yeah because it still emphasizes that they were feeling left out by, the, by, by their friends mm. but even then they kind of still serve their purpose like because in a way they're kind of the alarm system for the rest of the gang <laughs> mm. because they just have this un incredible ability to get into trouble they always find the ghosts yeah they all they oh. always uh, are able to solve the case but for the, for some reason this time it's a little bit harder for them also i think it was a nice scene because in in a way or another we we we've been we had a spotlight of almost all of the monsters we mm. had the pterodactyl in the beginning we had the tar monster we had uh the 10 10,000 10, kilowatt uh, ghost we had yeah. the skeletons and now we have the mariner the the, the scuba guy coming uh, out from the captain lake captain cutler's ghost i think his name is which for exactly. some which for some reason for me as a kid that was always kind of my favorite design of all the ghosts like, I don't yeah. know why, but that, that was the ghost design that I liked the best. He just has a cool design. It's just a guy in a scuba suit with a, with a harpoon gun. Like, what's there is not to like? Mm. Also, in this scene, they have this flashback moment where they look at a picture of the younger days and... Oh, look how fun we're having while throwing this frisbee. But it it's, it's cute. It's nice. I mean, they kind of just picked up kids that looked a little bit like the characters. Mm. But it set up... It, it, it's still maybe not the best way, but it mm. set up, sets out the parallel, par parallel at the like last fight where they have yeah. to throw the, the MacGuffin, the disc. Because yeah, they don't mean something bad with it, but I, yeah. No, no, I never implied that it, that it, that it was bad. I, I just said, uh, or that you said, I'm just saying like, it's nice because it, it mm. they kind of go back to like from this moment they're they're trying to not do it for fame but do it for themselves and they're reliving the first days of their mystery in king yeah definitely has one of the the lines one line which i i didn't really felt that was such a big deal in the movie before but if she said something like oh that was the time where no one really uh, had a had any expectations of us we, we were just doing mysteries because we liked it and, and the, that mo moment for me was kind of like uh, is is that your story arcs in this film uh, you're feeling pressure from the fans because i didn't realize that before to be honest that they were that they were being pressured by the fans apparently yeah i mean this whole media angle with them being yeah yeah afraid. but I, I i saw that they were being pressured but i didn't feel like it it, it was getting to their mind so much maybe no, fred a little bit but not daphne no it definitely didn't i feel like they were still like there were never there was never a breakup point like in the first movie where the gang had like 
yeah, we're not doing this anymore. Like, they, they didn't do anything wrong. Mm. They didn't have any spats between each other. They didn't need kind of this reminder to go back to the old ways because they were flourishing, pretty much. Mm. Oh, something that I completely forgot about was that uh, uh, Fre- uh, Shaggy and Scooby stole this control panel from uh, the evil uh, lab or the evil minor cave, I guess. Uh, and uh, so in this scene, uh, the Velma and Fred and Daphne is kind of turning that around to it being the other way around where the control pan- panel will now uh, destroy all the monsters, I guess. Yeah, so they reversed the MacGuffin and they set out to go back and and uh, and and turn the thing image on. Yeah. And then we have a gauntlet of monsters. Hmm. And then every monsters in the movie that we have seen previously gets their moment, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, even Fred does something. <laughs> he fights the Black Knight ghost. Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty kick-ass moment. Like, he gets a bike mm. that is already keys in it. Yeah. And he gets stabbed by Paul, but survives it. And, uh... Yeah, and uh, Daphne is fighting the 10,000 volt ghost, which I kind of felt like was a kind of... Why aren't you running? Why are you trying to f- fight him? You you can't defeat electricity. Like, he's she probably kicked. the worst ghost of them all. She kicked the electric monster and then flew like 20 feet away. Mm. And <laughs> like, then what did Fre- you think was going to happen, girl? Yeah, and then Fred and Daphne actually comes up with an ID where it's kind of like opposite... Uh, uh, the opposite energy from these two monsters will destroy each other. But then also it's like... Uh... <laughs> Uh, Fred had this one like, oh, like, I should talk about my feelings. Maybe you should too talk about your feelings, Black Knight. Oh, yeah, it really speaks to my inner child. And the child is enraged. Like, I is this a callback to this throwaway line of this is not a time to talk because talking is for losers, this is time for action? Yeah, that, that's definitely what that was. Is this his arc? Yeah. <laughs> that's his arc, Carol. Ah... Uh... <laughs> You know, Fred. Fred is going to. Fred has uh, some changes where he he kind of has to take away his manly side and uh, see that it's okay to talk to others. But like it's okay to talk about your feelings, Carol. But he never did. <laughs> no, so it doesn't make any sense. Ah. <laughs> I just wish they knew how to write Fred. Mm. Well, anyway, uh, they get they get to this point where uh, Shaggy and Scooby is uh, chased by for the four minor 49er ghost. For some reason, he can shoot fires or shoot fire. And uh, uh, how Scooby and Shaggy defeats him is with uh, a fart joke. And then they meet a cotton candy ghost, where, where which they eat up. But you know, it's kind of funny, because it still follows the story of them becoming heroes. Because first they were afraid, they were petrified, then they actually started taking charge, and then even then they even destroyed the whole monster by themselves. Hmm. Well, 
uh, let's see, all the gangs later on um, gets back together where they are going to each uh, fight uh, one of their um, monsters but the evil mash guy comes out and say it's not them you need to worry about it's the tar monster you need to worry about which the tar monster is uh, i guess op because he takes out four members of the gang can i also mention because like you just mentioned the tar monster when they were talking like fighting the tar monster I think it's best if you don't look at him for too long because then you can see that it's really bad CGI. <laughs> and then and then you have close-ups on the characters being engulfed by the tar and it looks even worse. Mm. One thing about this scene is that it also makes no sense because at, at one point uh, Scooby destroys the tar monster and he's kind of in these ice blocks and then two scenes like later he's, uh, he's back holding... Uh, D- Daphne captured and another scene later where he's on, in another place which yeah that, that scene they didn't match up yeah but then again Scooby-Doo so mm. we have to like if we wanted to like think about it I know that once he throws the monster and, and beat him to bits he's immediately starting to melt so he could regain his form back to what it was mm. but at the same time I don't think like you using a, uh, uh, like a uh, fire f- extinguisher on concrete mm. is gonna put it to ice. Yeah, how, how did that even work? Like I never und- can fire extinguisher do that. I think it's just Scooby logic. Like it's 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 cold. Mm. Well, anyway, Scooby managed to with this fire. Um, uh, fire uh, um, he managed to uh, melt the tar monster and he saves the day yeah and then they have a dance number yeah and they have a dance number <laughs> so um, uh, oh, uh, uh, I guess the main villain too um, so in uh, the final scene it's discovered that the main villain is uh, Alisa Silverstone's reporting uh, character yeah. Who is actually Jacob Jacobson, the first... No, Jonathan Jacobo. Jonathan Jacobo, JJ mm. here, who was the first pterodactyl who escaped from jail and faked his death. Yeah, we haven't mentioned that uh, to this point, right? Because that was an ongoing thing from like the beginning of the fi- film. <laughs> but we I haven't, th- we have completely ignored it until now, I guess. Yeah. I feel like it's okay if it was JJ because it, there was there were clues. Like the movie kind of kept me wondering who could it be. Mm. As I said, this was more of a traditional mystery Scooby-Doo film, and I had really fun with this film. I like. I'm not sure which of the two I like more. Probably this one, to be honest, because I felt like this was more uh, Scooby-Doo, but. With a twist of uh, the old villains coming back. Yeah. It and there being real in... monsters now too. It felt very in vain with the whole Scooby vibe. Mm. So uh, this film was um, fun and uh, nostalgic in some way. But you don't need the nostalgia I guess. Because when I was a kid I didn't know where uh, half of these monsters came from. Um, I also wanted to say like... 
almost like this, this movie was exponentially better than than the first one. <laughs> okay. And also, I don't think you're required to see the first movie because like none of the plots mm. carry over to the second one besides Daphne learning karate. karate. Mm. This is like the only thing you need to know from the first one. Yeah. The the adult yokes are also uh, turned down like a lot. Yeah, which is also fine because they focus on actually fun stuff instead. Mm. They're not gross. Yeah. Um, La, one thing one thing I like is that uh, in uh, in the original Scooby Doo film, like there there was this duel scene with Shaggy and Scooby where they have a kind of fort match, and that's also turned uh, turned down in this film. Well, anyway. Um, I guess we have said all we probably need to say about these two films. We really like them. Um, they're nostalgic, fun, and campy. Exactly yeah. what Scooby-Doo should Camp- be, to be honest. So, really these are campy. fun movies. Um, so, yeah, I feel like, before we end, just like we did with the first movie, any 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 standout bits from from, from the second one? I don't really have a problem with the second one. I feel like this is really a good Scooby-Doo adaptation. Like, it's not a masterpiece of a film, but if you want to make a Scooby-Doo film, like, this is pretty uh, good good attempt at it. Like, they probably could be a better, like, the mystery wasn't too engaging to solve, to be honest. But to be honest with the cartoon, it isn't that engaging to solve the mystery there either. Yeah, you're kind of watching Scooby-Doo because they know they'll Mm. solve it and there's going to be shenanigans. So this, I feel like, is a really good uh, Scooby-Doo adaptation, uh, to to be honest. Uh, Like, it's it's fun. Like I said, not a masterpiece of a film, but it is a really good Scooby-Doo film. Yeah, and I agree. And I feel like if you, like... I feel like if you feel like it, for nostalgia, you can watch this first one. The set is wonderful. The place is beautiful. Jokes are really old. Yeah, the, the can... set design of these two films are really good, to be honest. Like, they, it really feels that Scooby-Doo vibe, to be honest. Yeah, it can be scary, but not. It's it's not like horror vibes. It's just like gothic. It's hard to describe, but it fits so well. Mm. Well, but I feel uh, like can you we do the outro, through... Carol? Yeah, I feel like we ramble on long enough. So yeah, this episode is big, getting to become really long. <laughs> so, as always, we thank you all for listening, and we hope you enjoyed it as much as we have. Don't forget to follow, hit the bell icon, or follow us on socials like Twitter. See you again in the next episode, and have a wonderful day. Goodbye.